Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thanks so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? I'm okay. I uh, hope you are, Jason. I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> you know, it's it's the the sun is shining. I'm I'm here with you, Bill. It's it, life is good. Uh, well, it it is for us, but True. you know, I'm, I may sound a little down uh, this morning, and it, it really is out uh, of a genuine, uh, cons- heartfelt concern uh, for the people of of Ukraine, uh, and uh, frankly, I am so proud of their resistance. Uh, I hope that my listeners uh, will pray along with me for their safety uh, and for their resolve in terms of uh, doing everything possible to um, turn away uh, a despot and and these Russian forces. Um, It's uh, to, to me, it, it's uh, tragic in terms of what's going on. Uh, and, and, uh, I mean, there is absolutely no justification for what Russia has done and is doing. Uh, you know, Putin is a war criminal of, uh, of the worst sorts. Uh, they are targeting innocent uh, civilians uh, in their quest uh, to take over uh, a, a recognized uh, country to take it down uh, and to, t- to turn a 30-year democracy uh, back in, into uh, uh, a, a um, you know whatever you want a clone of uh, of Russia if if you will and you know and the sad part is that there uh, there. There are Americans out there who think what Russia is doing is is perfectly okay and and right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous when you've heard uh, people talk about um, uh, you know that that this is okay and we shouldn't get involved and and the like. And and of course, I hate to remind people of the history, but there were Americans who supported uh, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis as well. <laughs> So there's some folks that are just plain wrong when it comes to um, uh, the the support f- uh, for despots anywhere in the world in terms of, of what they are capable of doing. The tragedy, of course, is that Russia is uh, a relatively strong uh, country, uh, stronger than most, with a lot of, of uh, military hardware uh, and um nuclear weapons, which can be scary. Um, but the fact is that um, the people of Ukraine are fighting for their democracy. And for that, we, we uh, as Americans, who should be able to appreciate what that's all about, um, we uh, truly have a duty to uh, back them up somehow. Uh, I wish frankly, that we could, uh, as a country, that we could and, and in my mind, should do more than, than very serious sanctions. I'm delighted that what, what our country is doing may have a serious impact o- on Russia and its oligarchs and a Putin and, and the like. Um, 
you know, the sanctions are pretty heavy-handed and, and actually are extraordinarily appropriate. I, I have been delighted to see that the world in general uh, has been um, uh, consolidated in its support for Ukraine and against Russia, even to the degree that, I mean, this sounds petty, but the fact is, is that uh, the, sp the sports world has basically turned its back on Russia completely, not allowing them to compete in anything. Uh, I mean, all of the professional uh, sports are, are, uh, have done that. Uh, uh, you know, to, to me, to the degree, I mean, it's a matter of turning the Russian people against uh, Putin, and uh, that uh, is certainly appropriate, and, and certainly the sanctions could very well bring down the Russian economy. Uh, I hope it does. Uh, but at the same time, you still have these war crimes going on in Ukraine, uh, and as, as I, uh, you know, as I see uh, the fact, I wish somehow we we could um, uh, give them air support. Uh, you know, when I when I saw these lines of of. Uh, you know, Russian tanks and armored vehicles and artillery in a nice, long, straight line. I w my thinking, uh, being an old Air Force guy, was, uh, you know, uh, give, a, give them some good air support and you could destroy that uh, line of, of armored vehicles and tanks pretty, pretty darn fast. And you know, okay, if we don't want to have troops over there, what about drones? You know, <laughs> you know, they they could they could do just as much damage if we if we uh, put them in place. And of course, it it is uh, you know one of the things that um, uh, Russia has done, and it and it uh, probably took this for it to happen. Uh, but NATO will be a much stronger organization. Uh, because of this, because the fact is, I mean, truth is, the invasion of Ukraine has has um, consolidated the support, and there has been a recognition in Europe that they better get their act together, put a whole lot more money into the defense, or they could be next. And um, and that, to me, is um, so important. But but at the same time. While thinking about Ukraine and praying for the people of Ukraine and their government, um, it, it saddens me that there are so many people in this country who are trying to tear down our own uh, democracy uh, and in support of despot-like leaders, which to me uh, makes no sense at all. It's so... Uh, anti-American because uh, if you look at what America is all about now you know it may, this may sound self-serving as a lawyer but what makes America great is the fact that this is a country that believes in the rule of law and, and, and uh, that is such an important uh, concept and, of course, the, the other thing that's being torn down right now that I uh, am adamantly opposed to is restricting the right to vote. I mean, that is the basis of our democracy is 
is making uh, uh, making it easy for Americans to be able to vote. And Americans have the worst track record in the world in terms of voting because most people ignore it and figure, oh, it's a fait accompli and why? Why go out there and vote? And so there's um, a, a much smaller percentage of us as Americans who actually d vote. And then to restrict that further, just it just makes me uh, so mad. I mean, you know, hey, if, if you want to restrict the right to vote, why don't you just go back to the beginning? You know how many people could vote, a percentage of Americans who could vote when this country was formed? Do you remember that, Jason? It's something minuscule. Yeah, it's about 4% of Americans. Now, why do you think that might be? I mean, think about it. I mean, th this is what I want folks to realize. Why don't, why don't you just go all the way back? Because if you go back to the beginning— the only people who could vote were white men who owned land and were over 21 years of age. So how many people did that constitute in, the, in our early United States of America? About 4% of Americans. And why? Well, you can eliminate 50% because women couldn't vote. You can eliminate people of color because they couldn't vote. Well, there were a heck of a lot of folks who lived in this country who did not own land. They couldn't vote. And you had to be 21 years of age to vote. And guess what? Life expectancy back then was a, a whole 48 years of age. So the bottom line is even among white men who owned land— you know, a large percentage of them couldn't vote because they weren't old enough. <laughs> so, you know, why don't we just go back all the way and restrict it all again? I mean, there are a lot of, there's some folks, obviously, in our legislatures around the country that would love to restrict the right to vote to white men who, who own land. <laughs> so why not? Go ahead and put it, put it in the hopper. I mean, do I sound a little mad about this kind of stuff? But, I mean, the fact is it's all a part of being an American and our the greatest country on earth. And, of course, right now the foundations of our country are cracking. Uh, and it's our own damn fault, which makes me mad. But, but, you know, there's another thing about democracy that so many folks— don't understand or appreciate and it's very frustrating for a lot of folks and i think that's one reason why uh people get to a point where they don't care anymore and you know what that foundation is about democracy what is it well the fact is and it's always been true and will always be true it's more than the fact that democracy is not perfect. It's far from perfect. Our justice system is far from perfect. It's the best in the world, but it's far from perfect. And we see examples of that all the time. But the fact is our government, it's set up to be two things, messy and slow. And right now it's messier than it's ever been and slow because they can't agree on a damn thing. Uh, here I go again. I apologize for my words, but the fact is, is that it's designed to be slow and messy. And that does frustrate people that want to see change occur faster. 
but the fact is we have to be patient for the the change and and the fact is and of course this comes with years of uh, experience we have to be patient and so many of us are not uh, you know we're impatient we want what we want when we want it now I get that but the fact is and all of these things bubble up in in my little brain uh, because of what's going on in, in in Ukraine and I just hope and I pray that between the resolve of the Ukrainian people that I so admire and respect at this point. Uh, and I also, quite frankly, feel that we're not doing enough as Americans to support them because to the degree that we should be supporting democracies around the world, we're not doing a very good job of it as Americans. And, and we need to be not only set the examples for around the world, but we also need to be supportive of, of the democracies that do exist around the world. Well, Bill, I always appreciate your perspective as someone who is a veteran and who also is a American history buff and world history buff. You, uh, you always have a thoughtful take when it comes to these things. So I appreciate you sharing that. And we're going to give you a, a little chance to cool off here as we take a break. And we're going to get into some asset protection. So don't worry. Stick around. Also, don't forget you can go to WGA Law. Dot com. That's where you can go to see Bill's website. If you want to find more information about him, also learn more about his free webinars. Bill has a set of webinars coming up just around the corner on Wednesday, March 9th. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page if you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is Bill's website. From there, if you want to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, March 9th, if you want to learn more about the subjects of asset protection and trust planning as well as long-term care assistance. This is assistance that is available for most middle-class families dealing with Medicaid as well as VA benefits, dealing with a long-term care crisis. It's a wonderful educational opportunity, free to attend. It's free to register. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. And Bill, I know you always do a wonderful job with these webinars and you get excited for them. And, uh, you know, that's, it's a wonderful chance for folks this coming Wednesday. Well, I, you know, I, I do love to teach and folks who heard my first segment, uh, in the show would, would probably, is he really a lawyer? <laughs> but the fact is, is that I, I, my law practice, uh, I've been doing it for 45 years uh, I my practice concentrates in uh, uh, estate planning, tax, uh, Medicaid planning, VA planning, uh, 
uh, you know, ultra high net worth planning, uh, and you know, actually, uh, how to help folks uh, with asset protection. Uh, that's, I guess, what I'm really known for around the state. Uh, but you know, part of that is also helping families that are in crisis relating to long-term care, and that's a huge issue in this state uh, for a lot of folks. And so many folks uh, just don't understand the fact that Medicaid is a program that is, in fact, available to most middle-class families. And so our webinars are really important. I love teaching. I realize that lawyers, in fact, I kid about it on the on the show sometimes, that lawyers tend to, to talk in Greek so that folks can't really understand our high-priced words. I do try my best to keep our webinars and seminars uh, as uh, in language that people can understand. Now, frankly, when it comes to Medicaid, um, doesn't matter what words you use, it's still confusing. But there are basics that folks can take from our webinars that are so, so important to their families. And so uh, I would personally invite you, uh, if particularly if, if you have a loved one uh, where you're worried about long-term care now or in the future, our webinar on Medicaid in the morning, next, next Wednesday morning, is uh, a really good place to start because it's, you can't read, you can't find a published anything that really gives you accurate information on how these rules work. So the webinar is a great source to learn. And when it comes to asset protection, we do that, of course, next Wednesday afternoon, that is really helpful so that folks get a grounding in how trusts can work uh, for folks, but it also gives them a primer on uh, assets that you probably already own that have some asset protection qualities to them already. So we go from the basics to, I won't say the complex, but to where you understand some of your options in terms of trying to protect your hard-earned resources um, uh, that are, and that should be important to all of us. So I would just simply say that next Wednesday is the time, but you got to sign up and, but it's free and I'll teach you as much as I can uh, in our webinars. Uh, so with that, I want to segue into something that's sort of similar and that's communication and how important it is. I mean, and, and it's just that there it's a two-way street, no matter how you do. Most most people think of communication as talking, or, or, or you know, can you teach well? Uh, can uh, you know? Um, can you use the right words, understandable words? But the fact is, communication is a two-way street, and I have found over the years that it's far more important to listen <laughs> and listen well, and listen carefully, and listen with a focus. Uh, and and to the degree that people do listen, uh, the communication is so much better because the fact is, if you're not listening, you're not communicating. There's not a communication that that's going on, uh, and, and so many of us do in fact fail 
and uh, and that side of communication. Uh, and the fact is, is if you if you say something and the other person doesn't get it, it's because they're not listening. And and uh, or at least it is most of the time, not always. But the fact is, is that it takes two to to, to communicate, uh, and it it works where both people have to talk intelligently, uh, and both people have to listen intently for there to be effective communication. So, anyway, when we come back, and I know we have to take a break, I want to talk about uh, how this might work in your family wonderful and i think uh even if those of us who feel like we have good communication in our family there's there's always some lessons that can be learned and some ways that we can improve so be sure to stick around for that and don't forget if you want to learn more about the webinars that we discussed go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page and be sure to register for this coming wednesday's free seminars Go to WGALaw.com to learn more, or you can call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, March 9th. If you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're now going to shift our focus, as we said before the break, on issues related to communication within families. Well, not only with with family members, but also sometimes it's it can be communication with your doctor, with your lawyer, with your financial advisor, with uh, and as well as your spouse and siblings and, and other uh, family uh, parents and the like. And it, this c- comes to mind, quite frankly, because this past week uh, I had a consult uh, with two sisters who were talking to me about the care of their mother. And, and one sister lived in New York and the other sister lived in California. Mom lived here in this area. And quite frankly, uh, one daughter uh, and they were both really nice people, really intelligent people. Uh, but one daughter was basically saying, uh, Mom needs to modify her will. Uh, and um, it was like, oh, really? Uh, okay, what, what needs to be? Well, it needs, needs to be changed so that the result is fair to both, both of us, both sisters. Uh, and, you know, sounded reasonable, but the, the uh, bottom line was the fact that um, the sister in California, the one in New York was doing most of the talking, and the sister in California was just sitting there pretty quiet, and I said, 
So my next thought was, okay, California sister, what's your thought about that? And it was like, this is the first I've heard of this. I, I, I'm having a difficult time computing this. I mean, the will has been in place for a long, long time. And this is the first time I've heard about changing the uh, substantive portions of, uh, of the will. And the other sister was sort of flabbergasted. Oh, I thought this is what we had uh, talked about and agreed to and all this other stuff. And the bottom line is there clearly was a lack of communication between the two sisters uh, as it related to... Now, they were doing a great job taking care of mom. They were doing everything right. I was real proud of them for that. But in terms of their communications with each other particularly about mom's estate plan, that was problematic. And, and there was a reason for it. And I'll get to that in just a second. But the uh, other portion of this was the fact that they were talking about the will. And I hadn't seen the will, so they basically uh, showed me the will, and I read it. And it was a will which, in essence, what I call a pour-over will, to a revocable trust, and it was a trust that their mother had created, and the attorney who had prepared the documents uh, had prepared the will and had completely redone the woman's trust at the, uh, at, at the same time. And it was a good law firm and all this good stuff that, that did it, and I was going, okay, let's look at the trust, and they looked at me with a blank, and uh, which I see from time to time from clients, but both girls did. And it was like, well, the will is where it's at. And I said, no, when you have a trust that this will is just a pour over uh, will that pours over to mom's revocable trust, the language that's really important is going to be in the trust, not in the will. I mean, because if and quite frankly, the, it had to deal with real estate that was located in New York, uh, that mom partially owned the uh, New York unit that one daughter lived in, and the other piece of real estate was in Raleigh, if you will. Very, you know, highly appreciated property, all that good stuff. Well, the, the fact is, is that the lawyer clearly did not communicate with these girls uh, and it may be that he was communicating with mom, but these girls have been intimately involved in their mother's uh, affairs since dad died years ago. And the fact is, is clearly they didn't understand how mom's plan even worked. And there again, lack of communication between the lawyer and the clients. And that's really sad, not a good situation. Uh, now, with that said, why was there a problem? And I know I don't have enough time. I'm going to have to talk about it in the next segment. But it was because the fact that mom helped New York buy a daughter pay for a unit in New York. Well, obviously, there was a lot of money changed hands at the time to do that. And they were going to leave their Raleigh house to the other daughter, the California daughter. Well, the issue with the New York daughter was the fact that the Raleigh house was much more valuable now than what the parents had done for the New York daughter. And so she, she wanted it to be 50-50. 
and because this had been done many years earlier, um, it was no longer 50-50. And of course, there were other issues too, like the fact that the Raleigh house might need to be sold while mom's alive in order to help pay for her care. And if that was the case, there wasn't anything that I could find that actually protected the California daughter in the instrument in the event the house was sold during mom's lifetime. Well, that's a pretty big hole in the planning. And as a result, both daughters had huge questions. Um, and clearly, the planning that had been done just a couple years ago was not working. And that's a shame. But anyway, I want to talk about how you can resolve that type of issue uh, by your own better planning. You know, it, it's certainly a lesson in communication. It's also a lesson in the importance of having your documents reviewed, especially if you're in a situation where an elder law attorney having those specific eyes on your documents would go a long way. If you are interested in scheduling an appointment with Bill, please go to WGA Law. Com. That's where you can go to schedule an appointment with Bill. It's also where you can go if you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars, WGALaw.com. Don't catch yourself in a situation where you're being surprised uh, like these uh, two women were in this situation. And we're going to continue our conversation right after this. Please don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. And we'll be right back. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. WGALaw.com is also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, March 9th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. So if you're unable to attend this week, then you're going to have to wait all the way until uh, the second Wednesday in April. So if you want to have an opportunity to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, as well as long-term care assistance, financial assistance available uh, to middle-class families dealing with a long-term care crisis, register now. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. It's free to do so, free to attend, a wonderful educational opportunity for you that you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. We thank you for joining us today. And we're talking about, uh, we were talking about communication. And Bill, I think this kind of opens up the the door here to talk about issues related to real estate and land. And uh, when you have multiple children, problems can arise. Well, and, and of course, my comments initially are going to be about those families that have more than one child and they're, it's a, a wonderful family. In other words, a loving family where uh, you love your children equally and want to see them succeed. And, and um, it, it's uh, just a wonderful family situation. Now, uh, for those folks who have a, a good bit of land or real estate where 
your um, you want to keep the land in the family or you want to keep the parcels or rental properties or whatever in the family so your inclination is to what give certain parcels of real estate or certain tracts of land to one child or the other in other words you get track a you get track b you get rental house c uh, or the like now if you're going to do that, and I'm not saying not to do it, you need to find a way either to equalize it out so that each child feels that they are being treated equitably, or you need to say, we don't care if it's equal. You know, we realize it's not going to be equal, and but this is what we want, so that the expectations are not equality or equity. It's what mom and dad wants because you don't have to leave a plug nickel to your children and now you're obligated if you don't have a prenuptial agreement to leave something to your spouse but you're not obligated to leave anything to your children but assuming that that your children and grandchildren are the ones who that you really want to leave property to then you have to be really careful the worst case i've ever seen was probably 10 or 15 years ago and i was asked to go see grandmama uh, which I did, uh, and she was quite lucid. Um, and it was the fact that Dad had died 20 years earlier and n no change had been made to their plan. Well, guess what? There were three children, uh, the son uh, in the will that Dad and Mom had created together 20 years earlier gave an 80-acre tract of land in eastern North Carolina, swampland, if you will, hunting property, uh, to the son, gave their nice home in Cary to one of their daughters and gave their beach home uh, to the other daughter. Well, guess what? Uh, and at the time they actually prepared the will, all three pieces of property were fairly equivalent in value. There might have been a little bit of difference, but not a whole lot. Well, you know, fast forward 20 years and guess what happened? Well, the swamp land was worth almost the same as it was 20 years earlier. Uh, and in round numbers, uh, the swamp land was worth about $80,000. You know, it might have been worth, you know, 60000 20 years earlier. Uh, the Cary House was worth $325,000. So it had appreciated pretty nicely in those 20 years. But guess what about the beach house? The beach house was actually beachfront property, and it was worth over a million dollars. Well, guess what? The, the daughter who got the beach house, she was really happy. Well, in, in terms, this was the plan. So I went to mom, the grandmother actually, to see, because uh, it was actually one of the grandchildren who asked me to go see uh, uh, the, the grandmama. So I went to talk to her, and she said, nope. This is what Dad and I decided when we did it, and I'm sticking with it. it you, know, I, you know, the bottom line is I tried to talk her out of it because I knew while the son didn't really care, he was very well-to-do financially, but I knew it was going to cause a lot of discord between the two sisters. And Mom, Grandmama refused to change anything which was perfectly fine i mean she was lucid and she knew exactly what she was doing and she wanted to honor uh her husband's wishes 
uh, and didn't want to make any changes whatsoever, which was perfectly okay, even though, I, you know, as a lawyer, I can disagree with it, but respect what my clients want to do. And the fact is that she was resolved to keep it like it is. And, of course, the, the uh, result was that the, the one sister got the million-dollar beach house and one sister got the carry home, both nice pieces of property, but sisters don't talk to each other anymore. I mean, they basically just totally don't get along, uh, and they never will because of the inequality that was created by their parents, and, and that's a shame. Fact is, is that, you know, if you want to give certain tracks, to me, if you have a, a, a nice family where you want things to be relatively equal, then you need to find a way, and there are lots of different ways, to equalize out what they get while each person gets a particular uh, track of land uh, or house or whatever it is. Because uh, when you, I mean, uh, to do otherwise, uh, if you don't intend it, it can create problems. And so if you're giving tracts of land to specific people, recognize the fact that things change over time and, and that your planning needs to incorporate language that will resolve an issue of inequality later on down the path. And that was the same problem for my ladies from New York and California. It was the fact that the, uh, the investments, if you will, uh, were totally different, uh, you know, years later. And the fact is it should have been resolved a couple years ago when the planning was, uh, was redone, but it wasn't. And so um, now you have an unfair situation, and, you know, the fact is, is it might get resolved and it might not, but the only way to have it resolved is for the two daughters to what? Communicate with each other and to agree with each other as to a fair re resolution. And if they can't agree, then uh, the planning that's in place now will move forward. Uh, and it's, you know, mom is sort of in a tenuous spot. Uh, where the bottom line is it's not going to change unless both of the daughters are, uh, want it to be changed uh, and only under those circumstances. And when you think about it in that way, uh, if, if this is not resolved uh, during mom's lifetime, uh, then the fact is that these sisters will have a huge falling out. And, of course, they don't live close to each other anyway, but my prediction is if they don't resolve it, then there won't be any uh, lasting communication between the, the siblings um, once mama dies. They'll, you know, the estate will be settled and they won't talk to each other again. And, and as parents, we never want that to happen. So, you know, we have the ability to keep that from happening. And from, from a planning perspective, we should keep that from happening. Yeah, again, it, it comes down to communication and planning and also making sure that we're communicating our our expectations and making sure that we're making decisions that, uh, you know, we hope will, will help those and our loved ones. But, you know, you look at certain, some of these situations and you just feel like a conversation about uh, the potential outcomes of these situations 
you know, could, could have been avoided or maybe mitigated in some way. But again, that comes down to communication and also planning. Make sure you don't catch yourself in a surprising situation. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, you can do so by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That is Bill's website. From there, you can schedule an appointment to speak with him. You can also register for Bill's free webinars happening on this Wednesday, March 9th. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill has two webinars happening on Wednesday. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits for anyone dealing with a long-term care crisis. Bill's got information on financial assistance that may be available to you. It's a wonderful free educational opportunity for you. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. A lot of the subjects that we've been talking about today, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. You can also call the office if you prefer to do that by phone, 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to learn more about Bill and his free webinars happening this Wednesday, March 9th. Bill, we're almost out of time here. Any parting shots before we go? Well, you know, I had talked about the fact uh, in terms of how to deal with things when you have a wonderful family, but what if you have an estranged child, a child that says, Dad, I, I don't ever want to see you again. I'm out of your life, uh, period. Well, the fact is, in North Carolina, that child is not entitled to anything from you, and you can leave that child out. The worst thing you could do is leave the child a dollar or $10 or $100. Don't ever do that. Just say, I'm intending to leave you out, and you're out. Uh, you can also put a no contest provision in your will. A trust is even stronger than a will because wills can be attacked uh, and sometimes will be by strange children because they still want their share when you die. And so you want to do everything possible to avoid that. And one great way to do that is what's called a living probate. That's where you actually probate your will while you're alive and you give everybody notice. And it's really hard for somebody to come in while you're alive and have to look you in the face and say, Dad didn't intend to write me out of the will. And the fact is you're saying, oh, yes, I did. So, <laughs> so uh, that's a very powerful way to make sure that your plan is done exactly what you want. Now, I hope you don't have an estranged child. Most of us don't, but there are a lot of folks who actually do. And I've always been a believer in let your money and your property follow your passions. And it's for most of us, our passion is what? Our children and grandchildren. Uh, and so great. But if it's not, let your money follow your passions. 
It's wonderful advice. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. Also, if you want to register for this Wednesday's free webinars dealing with long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning, that's where you need to go. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend, and we hope to see you this Wednesday. Don't forget, you can also call 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will do it again next weekend. You have been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.